Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Boar. And I'm Jess. And we're testing something new with our Nerdy Show video, but for you audio folks, it's going to be, well, it's going to be same old, same old. Uh, we're doing a microsode on video. Previously, it was our big hour, hour and a half long news programs, but this is a a test run that we're hopefully turning into a usable product, which you are now at this very moment enjoying. So we have Jess coming to you all the way from San Francisco, while Boar and I are coming to you from the Nerdy Show studio in Orlando, Florida. And uh, this particular occasion, the reason Jess is dressed so fabulously, is you've just recently come back from Japan, and we're going to hear all about your magical travels to the land of the rising sun. It was it was man- magical. Rising sun and kawaii things. It's just fabulous. Some would say it's the one of the one of the or the nerd motherland in some cases. Uh, it's generally <laughs> if you ask a bunch of nerds on the street, oh, where would you like to go? Like a dream dream destination, most of them say Japan, I assume. I would assume so too. And it's totally worth it. Like I come back and I recommend it to everyone. I'm like, hey, you wanna go on a vacation? You should go to Japan because it's just great i spent just over two weeks there and i could have spent way 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 more because you just it doesn't get old like you know you travel some places and you go and it's like oh you're pretty similar to like me at home and like this was fun but now i'm ready to go back but like japan is just like nope you're gonna get me on that plane kicking and screaming so is it i mean it seems in many ways, like a completely other world, like an alternate universe of what we understand in in the West, in the United States, as like modern cities, uh, even like rural locations. It's it's we've seen it in films, and it seems very different in a just, lot of ways. Uh, just so my uh, my statements make sense, I was there about five years ago. Oh, you were? I didn't know that. Yeah, for about three weeks, I was there, so roughly the same amount of time as Jess and. Uh, regarding what you just said it is totally different like it's it's crazy how how different it is from from being here um some of the some of the things you'll notice is like the food quality is so much better than it is yes. here what uh the cities it's not just like fun and different and weird it's like actually like noticeably no, like, better the quality level is higher on absolutely everything like even mcdonald's yep. it's it's like insane you could, you could get something out of a vending machine uh 
and it would be of a higher quality than you could get. I dined at 7-Eleven quite often, and it's better oh, yeah. than most restaurants here. And I'm, and I'm not exaggerating that, even a little bit. That's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> and what does it mean? What do you mean, what does it mean? I mean, you know, I guess our standards are, are just extremely low. Our standards low are, are very, very, very low, and we don't, have, <laughs> or, we don't have the regulations, and we don't expect high enough quality. Well. Shit. Okay. Most of us don't even know what high quality are, I, I would argue. Okay. <laughs> um, Not you, uh, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, t- I would tell you that I wouldn't casually eat at 7-Eleven. I would do it if I absolutely needed to. So. Well, here, yeah. But apparently not there. Well, okay, so I guess what, what's, what was your first thing you did when you got there, Jess? Uh, well, nothing exciting. I went to bed because we arrived at 11 o'clock at night and uh, I didn't sleep on the plane. So we went to the hotel and went to bed. Uh, but th- then the the next day waking up, uh, we went to um, uh, Roppongi, which is basically like Western, like the Western world, Japan. It's where Google is there and it's where basically all of the white people are. Um, but the reason we went there was because there was a Sailor Moon exhibition to celebrate the 20th anniversary. So, um, we went there. Uh, I didn't ever find all the white people. (laughs) 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 That's basically like when, uh, before I went there, people were like, ah, don't, don't really bother with Roppongi that much because it's just not that exciting. Um, but I did have the best ramen I've ever had there. Um, it was burnt miso ramen and it was just so delicious you had me until you said miso yeah i'm all about the shio and the shoyu mm. yeah it was just the, whatever the, the i don't know technically how it's burnt but it was just so it was so good now one thing that uh that i've noticed since i've i've talked to people about when i ate ramen over in japan and how amazing it was it's not just microwave noodles like it's not no. crappy microwave noodles uh it's actual like crafted bowls of soup that they take huge amounts of pride in so i mean it's a totally different experience from from what we have here unless you find a really good authentic ramen shop which there are a few and there's a really good one here in orlando yeah i've I've been i've been to a few so i was i I guess i guess basically the, the the brief psa here is if you haven't actually sought out Mm-hmm. ramen at a place that specializes in ramen i'm not talking about a sushi restaurant that also serves ramen but a no, place that's, most of those do not know what they're doing yeah they, they're generally pretty bland There'll be some sort of a facsimile that will will not be as good yeah but if you find a ramen place so you know do it but i guess it, it probably won't get better than what you're having in japan so tell us about the sailor no. moon exhibition like you're a hardcore moonie as i as i would hope people know you've done uh, multiple articles uh chronicling the Successes and failures of Sailor Moon Crystal. Um, yes, yes. So, what was the uh, what? What actually was was there? Um, so it was a lot of um, just kind of artwork. Um, what was really cool is they had some of the original animation sale or cells from the '90s anime. Um, so you kind of saw how all of the scenes were put together. They had like the whole layout of like Usagi's house. So it was like, this is how we, you know, make sure it makes sense. And people just aren't opening doors into nowhere. Um, They had a bunch of like memorabilia and like merchandise that I guess was sold in Japan, but wasn't sold here. So it was really interesting to see 
like the carnival rides and you know how like in the u.s we have those outside of walmart like the little like rocking horse type rides um (laughs) they had like something similar with like luna and artemis as like a cat weird cat ride type thing wow um that's that's beautiful uh, (laughs) did you get sucked into capsule toys while you were there i imagine a place Um, like that would probably have a lot yeah they didn't have any at well no they had some like on at the exhibition and then i bought a lot too while i was there now something Um, you may remember from growing up cap is is capsule toys when you go to like the grocery store yeah when you're a kid you're like oh my god i need to get muscle men or whatever it's a different it's a huge all new level over there they have them pretty much everywhere and they cost anywhere from like a hundred yen which is about a dollar all the way up to i think i saw like five and ten yen ones where you had to put in like or uh, I'm sorry, ten dollar. Uh, so that would have been like a thousand, thousand yen. But yeah. yeah, putting huge amounts of coins into these things to get collectible, decent little toys—they're actually not bad. Like compared to the crap that we get here, it's 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 interesting. Well, I've seen some stuff that's, um, you know, truly bizarre that put homies to shame in their you know their their weirdness. So. What kind of you said you were collecting some capsule stuff over there, Jess? What what kind of stuff did you end up getting? Uh, so I picked up just a few from uh, very various animes that I'm into um, that I saw there. There's some Noragami ones and some uh, Akami Ga Kill ones, uh, and then I picked up. This is actually one that I'm sending, gonna send to you, uh, Cap. I saw it for Eleanor, and I just thought I had to get it. Was uh, Sushi Cats. So it's cats like sushi, <laughs> and uh, there was one that looked like Tickle that came out, and I was like, "Well, I need that, to send this." That sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just a, just a bunch of the. Um, and is I mean, that promoting and, like the eating of cats? Are they, are they? I'm not entirely sure, but this one has like is a little. Is Korean culture cake. really leeching that far into Japan these days? Mm. <laughs> Jedi. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So did you land in Tokyo? Is that where you started? Yeah. Yeah. So flew, flew in and out of Tokyo. Um, actually, here's my, my PSA for people because I wish I had done this the other way around. Um, on the first day, you're probably going to wake up like super fucking early and like we woke up at like four <laughs> and uh i should have gone to Sukiji to the fish market on that day uh because there would have been no lines um and so Sukiji is basically where they bring in all of the fish for the day and they auction it off uh to the local sushi sushi shops um so you can if you get there early enough at five o'clock in the morning there's the tuna auction where they'll just like show these huge fish just up for restaurants to buy um to sell and why didn't i go to the tuna auction yeah <laughs> um but I we didn't get up. a chance I went, to go to i that. went straight to mcdonald's and then <laughs> onto a bus for like three hours <laughs> um yeah, uh, so I, I have a question i just wonder if their customs uh have changed at all since well the actual customs like coming into the country and them at, giving you a little form to fill out. Oh, yeah. Uh, did, did you bring a laptop or anything like that? No, um, I just brought... Like a tablet or your Yeah, phone? I just brought my iPad. Uh, cause... Okay. Did they repeatedly make you assure them that you didn't bring any porn on it? No. Okay. Whoa. But they what? were... Yeah. 
Um, both they in the they US. are super worried about, well, they, they were five years ago anyway, super worried about people bringing in non-pixelated porn. Yeah. That's weird because also everywhere I went, there was like porn everywhere. Basically every shop well, had like pixelated. a little porn section. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, they did like, um, so I went with my boyfriend and obviously we would go through as two different people cause we're not a family unit. And so I would go through and like, people would be confused. They'd be like, are you traveling by yourself? And they seemed very concerned. And I was like, mm, no. And then I was like, no, my boyfriend's right there. And they're like, oh, good. And I was like, is it suspicious if I'm a chick coming in by herself? Cause like three people asked me, uh, that was that was huh. the only weird thing coming through customs. Along those lines, I have a, an interesting story from from that. Uh, I went over to stay with my friend who was in the jet program, so which is basically like teaching English to to children, and and she's a female, and she's had you know just a tiny little studio apartment, and and I was just going to kind of sleep on the floor, and her landlord had a, a like conniption about it, and he wow. went crazy and was like, no, you can't you can't stay there because you aren't married and blah, blah, blah. And like, I I think this was a, a little over a week into it and he was forcing me to like leave. And I didn't, I didn't have a job at the time. So I was kind of like low on money and I didn't have enough money to go out and get a hotel room. So I had to go stay with another, another per like one of her friends for part of the trip Jeez. because of that. That's crazy. So they're, they have major hangups about like the whole male, female, dynamic there fun yeah oh boy it probably didn't help that the guy was like in his 70s but yeah probably not <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happens with the the tuna auction um so they actually we didn't actually get to go um uh, they only let 50 people in um which is why you i didn't say, buy which, any tuna no did not mm. um but they basically just auctioned it off to the restaurants and they all like you know like a normal auction like say i will pay this or i will pay that and then um, then they give them this fish and then they take them to this like back staging area, I guess, where there's staging. Yeah, I don't like, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but there are people on hands that hand that work at the restaurant and they like chop it up into bits that are able to be transported to the restaurant. Um, so we did walk around that area. Um, and despite many dirty looks, cause I would be annoyed if there are tourists walking through the area that I was trying to work in too. Um, but it was like, it was really cool. You just see people just chopping up fish and getting ready to transport it. Hmm. And then you can eat, um, in some sushi restaurants that are right there. And it's literally the fish that they caught that morning. And it's so fresh and so delicious. Um, now are are you supposed to like freeze sushi first before you, isn't that a thing like to kill? Well, I mean. Maybe, maybe from some kind of practical standpoint, but as far as like traditional serving, no, like the fresher know, the better. I know the sushi here, you have to like freeze it in a certain way really fast before like serving it raw because it, it kills, uh, potential bad things. Yeah. I, it, I, be- I believe it, but I also believe that they would ignore it. <laughs> I'm going to look this up now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that's also a California thing. It's a California mandate that it gets frozen. Um, but to my knowledge, they didn't do it there. But they could have. But it was still so fresh and so delicious. Um, uh, but yeah, but the lines get really long. So we waited for like an hour and a half for this sushi restaurant that only has like six seats. And now, when I wow. when I 
googled sushi freezing the very first thing that came up was that fish market that she's talking about in tokyo and showing frozen freshly caught fish huh hmm. so you're sure that there wasn't frozen fish there I mean, there could have been. I mean, there's there were definitely, like, things on ice, and I'd imagine there's some that they'd prepare to freeze. So, like, there are restaurants here in San Francisco that serve what they say are, like, straight from Tsukiji sushi for the day. Um, and so I'd imagine they'd probably freeze for flying over the... Yeah, it's, it's my understanding that the freezing is what makes it safe to eat raw. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'll I'll let the sushi chefs worry about that, and I'll just trust them <laughs> yeah. to be honorable gentlemen yeah. who will um, feed me the correct things. But would you trust them to cut your fugu? Uh, is that the, the lionfish? No. No. What is that? Fugu is like the puffer fish that uh, has yeah. the deadly oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, poison in it. If, it, it's if it's on the menu, I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. Otherwise... Well, you, know. you could get the wuss version that they uh, <laughs> they bred the poison out of so you can you can have not all take of the, the flavor with, with none of the risk <laughs> I, that's probably smart that's probably the, but nobody the likes it because the risk isn't there anymore so it was only ever the fear that that made them crave it oh yeah like Fun. russian roulette <laughs> and anybody skydive if it was 100 percent safe come on it's pretty i've done it <laughs> it was cool I've done it too it was pretty yeah, it was pretty cool my guy was a. I was tandem jumping with this like dude who basically looked like some kind of Kurt Cobain cosplayer. It was man. Hmm. I was. I felt safe. Jess, while in Japan, did you see any <laughs> Kurt Cobain cosplayers? I did not. I did not. Of all the cosplayers I I saw, Kurt Cobain was not among them. What, what, what about what did greasers? You did you see any greasers? That was a whole <laughs> thing when I was there. Yeah. No. No <laughs> greasers. Yeah. It was basically Japanese dudes dressed up, slicking their hair up like Elvis. Were they yakuza? No. <laughs> Okay. No, glad they, we cleared that. Those up. guys just drove sports cars. <laughs> what what cosplayers did you see, Jess? Um, I mean, so it was mainly just in uh, like Akihabara um, and the like, um, or Denden Town in Osaka, which is apparently what Akihabara was years ago before uh, it got so commercialized. Um, is what the locals say. Now um, I do I recognize a name or two of the famous districts, but I didn't recognize either of those. So what are they known for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Akihabara is like the biggest one that nerds go yeah, to. That's the, wait, is that the video game one? Yeah. Okay. Video game, the I, anime. Yeah, it's a big, big nerd mecca. Yeah. Um, and that's then like Denden the Town one is, to know if you're a nerd. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the same what thing, I but it's it in Osaka, which is more, which is south of Tokyo. Well, uh, so you, we were there for two weeks. So I know you did a number of things. I don't know if we should if we should take it as it as you traveled it or just jump around. Because I I want to I want to hear about this. I want to hear about all the the cool shit you did. Uh, Li- yeah. And live vicariously through you. Um. Yes, we can we can jump around. We could do the the highlights. Um. So we went to the Snow Monkey Park. Um which is up in Nagano where one of the winter Olympics were held in the sixties, I think. Um, uh, and so what this is, is basically a park and there's snow monkeys and there's a hot spring and they just all hang out and they just like run right by you and you can just hang out with monkeys for as long as you want. Can you um, sit in the hot springs with monkeys and just you like You can't sit chill in the out? hot springs with the, mo- with the monkeys. <laughs> They're actually very territorial with the hot springs. Uh, hmm. And there's like a caste system, so only certain monkeys are allowed to go in the hot spring. 
But I think we saw some rebel monkeys while we were there. Uh, so there was one were they that greasers? was. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one that was just sitting there and kind of just chilling by himself. And then there were like these other monkeys around the edge that weren't able to go in. Um, and so then when that monkey left, they all are kind of like just looking around and looking at each other. And you just see one just like stick his paw in really quick and like draw it back out and look around. Be like, did you see me? And then, like, slowly put his paw back in and then <laughs> eased his way into the, the hot spring. But um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, but probably the ultimate highlight was staying at the world's first robot hotel. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw you checked into that. I wanted to ask about that. We rated that uh, in the, our top 20 nerdy things of 2015, the number 11 nerdiest thing. Uh was it was it opening last year so i i was thrilled that you you guys got a place there what was it like oh yeah yeah this was like definite I, this is happening on the list i'm not going to japan and not going to this um so uh, there was bonus points because i didn't realize when i booked it um it's at what they call huisten bosch which is a japanese theme park that's like uh, oh. styled after the Netherlands. <laughs> so it's like this <laughs> weird European like theme park village. Um, and the hotel happens to be part of it, which I didn't know at the time. Uh, hmm. So you check in and as an English speaker, uh, you check in with an animatronic velociraptor uh, who bows to you and wears a little hat. Uh, and... Uh, then, like, you get a little receipt printout of, like, where your room is. Now, um, is it mainly, like, stuff on a screen and then it's reacting to that? Or how does yeah, that work? It's mainly, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's I can't imagine that it has voice recognition and you no. were able to get through it. No, I thought it would. So I actually walked up and it was like, good evening. What is your name? And I said my name and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's not right. Uh, <laughs> so then it, like, said, enter your name on the pad next to you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, so I did that. Um, but what is cool, we didn't use it though. There's a robotic like coat check or luggage check. So you load up your luggage on this conveyor belt. And like, there's this huge robotic arm that just comes in and like picks up your luggage and puts it in the locker and then we'll take it out and give it back to you when you're done. Um, Oh, sort of like a safekeeping type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, the doors had like facial recognition. Uh, so you could just check in with your face if you wanted to. Um, did you do that? I did it. I was sort I of saw, like, I saw a video of someone trying it out, uh, when, when the news broke of it, of this hotel's existence and it didn't work. It actually so worked really well. Maybe it was just not secure and it was just like, that's a face and anybody could have gotten it. <laughs> Welcome, Gaijin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Large yeah. eyes detected. <laughs> um, but then the creepiest thing was um, in each room, there's what they call Churichan and it's this like pink and yellow and green robot. Um, it just sits and like its head will rotate back and forth. Um, but you can talk to it and you can say like, what's the weather? Like, how are you? Sing a song. Uh, but the English voice is so depressing and creepy. Um, so you'll say things to her and she'll misunderstand you. So at one point 
She was like, oh, you don't want me to talk now? Okay. I will be quiet until you tell me I can talk again. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> and just the most depressed Marvin, <laughs> female Marvin voice. <laughs> yeah. and, and then like, I felt so bad. I was like, no, sure. You could, you could talk. And she's like, Oh, I can talk again. Yay. <laughs> like, now my life is complete. <laughs> mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then she said, thanks sang for allowing me to, to perform my basic function, human. Right. <laughs> Um, and then she sang awkward songs and, you know, did things like holding notes was like, ah, 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 ah. but, um, <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't get murdered in my sleep. It was, uh, she was, she was a little, a little creepy at times. Let me tuck you in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you snug. are here. <laughs> Meat bag. Do you require fluids? <laughs> Now, you also slept that that was I assume that was a full full hotel accommodations normal human bed. Yes. Uh but you did also sleep in a pod hotel. I oh, did. Um so it was actually a trek or an adventure to find one uh in order to book it. Um most of the pod hotels in Tokyo are male only. Um and there's a few that have female hmm. floors but they looked really shitty and i was like well i'm not gonna stay in like a gross pod hotel um if i'm gonna do this but uh there was one in kyoto called nine hours um that has separate ladies and men's floors uh and it's meant and it to actually be like... ejects you out of the capsule after yes. nine hours yes <laughs> wait did it shoot you across shoot you no it didn't uh, <laughs> That's yeah, like the cannon on top of the Samurai Pizza Cats. Why building. did it click when I got in? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like it was made to look like all futuristic. So like the insides were all white and like LED backlights behind there. And uh, the pods were meant to seem futuristic. Um, it was interesting to experience. I don't think I would stay in one again, uh, mainly because... Uh, in your pod, like the way you separated yourself from other people was just like a, a screen that you pulled down so you could hear everything. So like you could hear when people got into their pods. You could hear when their alarms went off in the morning. It was just... You could hear them yeah, masturbating furiously good, to their pixelated porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was not a good... Uh, That's good weird. I always just assumed that they were legit pods, <laughs> like sealed. Don't you remember Tom Green's Subway Monkey Hour? I, you know what? I love him. That is the only Tom Green thing I've never seen. What? It's you need only... to watch that immediately. Okay. I, I, I mean, like, he stayed I've... in a capsule hotel and they had like little screens, you know, covering him. And he went around waking everybody up and giving them a go fork yourself t shirt because he was dressed like a giant fork. <laughs> oh, <my> trying to, <laughs> trying to spread the word. That's beautiful. No, I mean, like, I've, I've seen everything he's done, like, even like Bob the Butler and shit like that, but like, not Subway Monkey Hour, oh, much to my dismay. Beautiful. All right, I'll do it. I mean, he, I want to. He do drives it. around and finds like monkeys in in the in the hills in Japan, and they coax one into into their minivan that they rented, and it poops everywhere and destroys it. And it's great. It's a good time. It's a good tour of Japan. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. I'll... If we can find anything about it on the internet, we'll link it. Okay. But no yeah. promises to the viewers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, well, okay, cool. Uh, so pods are right out. Uh, love hotels. Did you do any of those? Whoa. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't do the love hotels, but walked by plenty. Um, and like the discreet now, ones. If she did the vending do machine. one of those, do you think she would actually tell us? Wait, you checking with a vending machine? Yeah. For the, for ultimate discretion. Wow. <laughs> Except for, hey, using that love, love hotel vending machine, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but discreet. they have, um, like, they have little previews of them outside the, like, I guess in the shop window, so you can look at them. And there are very interesting themes that you can choose from. Like, there was a Hello Kitty BDSM uh, room that you no. can rent for a few hours. Oh man, that sounds a little worth it just to go in there and yeah <laughs> pose pose on the bed. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I guess Cap I- is booking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In a flight right now. I guess their yep, copyright laws are kind of like, I mean, there that is existing out in the open and no one stopped them, so they must be a little little different over there. What they Hello Kitty can't. is everywhere over there. Yeah. Oh, so that was a, that was a, a registered official... BDSM. It might be. I saw like Hello Kitty <laughs> stores <wanted> <laughs> and there was Hello Kitty like keychains in every single place you could possibly go. <laughs> Man, that sounds hilarious. All right. Do they still have the <laughs> horrifying Disney stuff everywhere? Not everywhere, but there were a few where you the, just look the at really, it and you're like the really Whoa. giant lips and the really bad drawings. You know what I'm yep. talking about? Yeah, okay. Yep. I don't know. There, there were everywhere, about? but <sighs> they were there were definitely a few. Japan, for some reason, has really weird versions of Disney characters that have gigantic lips and the rest of the their bodies are just drawn really poorly. And they're just there's merch for these things everywhere. I don't understand why people would buy it okay. or why it exists, but it's a thing. That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, what, what, what else aside from sleeping accommodations? What, you, so you, um, you went to Osaka, um, Kyoto, mm-hmm. Tokyo. Where else you go? Uh, Nagasaki. Uh, and then uh, Nagano, which is where the monkeys were. Oh, and then uh, Koyasan, um, Mount Koya, which was founded uh, by a Buddhist monk. Or not really founded, but he was gifted by one of the Japanese emperor, emperors to start building temples in Mount Koya. So it's um, a bunch of Buddhist temples up there. Uh, and you have to take like a cable car to get there. And we stayed in a temple one night, which was really cool. And then went to the Buddhist uh, prayers in the morning, um, which I didn't know was happening, but it was still, it was pretty cool to see. 
Um, <laughs> I just imagine you walking down, like, still in your nightgown or something, like, oh, where's breakfast? Oh, shit, there's a <laughs> bunch of people praying here. <laughs> no, they made it very, uh, very clear, that, like, you do not come in your yukata. Do not come. Jeans are okay. Do not come in your yukata. And I was like, okay. Yes, sir. That's just good life advice, though. Don't come in your yukata. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so anyway, so that was just a really cool area. It was very, like, peaceful and, um, like, foresty and cool cool temples. Um, I guess more on the weird side of things, we went into uh, one of the, like, Japanese, oops, uh, Japanese photo booths, um, which girls go into, that oh God, make your things. eyes bigger and your skin whiter. <laughs> yeah. And then you can decorate them. And Yeah. I saw um, there's uh, Little Tokyo in Los Angeles. They've like imported. I have seen one some... in the United States since. Yeah. I, I feel like they have it... them at Dave and Buster's or something. Really? I, I mean, I saw really? some that were imported that were like sized to accommodate groups of around eight or more people. Interesting like for for all the schoolgirls to pile in uh, and really like mm-hmm. have a proper clusterfuck in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Like Stephen could only go in because I was with him. Like there's signs be like men are not allowed in the photo booth unless they're accompanied by a female. <laughs> Man, all right. So what el- what else did you encounter with this bizarre uh, gender division stigmas that that Japan is afflicted with? Like, it seems like you, you guys were coming up against some stuff pretty regularly. Um, yeah, I guess not much that I can, I guess I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, so there was, like I said, there was, like I said earlier, there's like sex sections of a lot of stores. Um, and what was interesting in a lot of these was, um, the, uh, like the Japanese, I guess, fleshlights, you would call them, but they were like torsos. They were like little miniature torsos <laughs> of like anime girls, but fleshlight like sized. And it was just very interesting. And so no legs or arms, just the, the no torso. No legs or arms, just the to- torso, but like small, like, I mean, like, like six inches long. Like yeah, one thing I noticed a, a few times was you'd be in a store and you'd be like, it is a normal store and you're looking at normal stuff. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to walk up these stairs. And then it would continue to be normal. And you'd be like, oh, cool. I wonder what's on the third floor. And then boom, just porn everywhere. Yep. Huh. Yeah. It happened um, several times. And then in like places like Akihabara, there's um, uh just like in the candy section. So like we were doing souvenirs the last day and we actually kind of got horrified, not horrified, but we were, we're like desensitized. So we were trying to think of like, what weird shit can we bring back? Um, Cause that's what you do. And, but we were like, nothing seems that weird anymore. <laughs> like what, what can we bring back? Um, but we did find this candy and, or at least we assumed it was candy. We weren't sure when we bought it, but it was basically like, it was different bra sizes um on like anime girls and like it was wet and so you could see through them but this was like in the normal candy aisles next to like the weird flavored kit kats um so we brought them back but then when you tried the candies they were actually gross they were like really salty so i don't know if it was meant to like be like sweat flavored or something of like this is like 
eating candy from these girls' boobs or something. I it's just uh, it was very that very would, weird. Oh. That that sounds shockingly uh, like a good deduction there as to what that may have been. They do have drinks over there that were called sweat and I never wanted to try one. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably a good call. <laughs> did you um did you fall in love with any uh, vending machine drinks? I I definitely did several times. Um None of like the super crazy ones because I'm not like a bit a fan of a lot of like super sweet things. Mm. Um, but I just love the milk. Tea. Well, some of them had like, corn soup. Oh, really? I never saw porn soup. Corn, not porn. Oh, corn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is porn soup? Is it just little dicks and boobs? <laughs> it's little boob noodles, little dick noodles. <laughs> no, I didn't buy any porn candy like you did. <laughs> nope. Um, but some interesting ones that I found were a hot pancake drink. Uh, oh, ha- shut I- up. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? It tasted like drinking a warm pancake dinner or lunch- breakfast. Amazing. Yeah. That sounds it, delicious. It was, it was great for like a few sips and then you're like, I am done with this. Kind of like pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat very many pancakes. I get really fucking sick of them. Interesting. Um, but anyway, they, I also had, um, there was some sort of a weird, like, peach cold fruit drink that I really loved, but I only found oh, it Oh, did it have, one... like, the gelatin inside? Uh, no, this particular one didn't, but I had a few of those gelatin ones. Um, but I found it in one vending machine, like, when I first got there, and then I didn't see it for about two and a half weeks. I was freaking out, <laughs> trying to find it, trying to find it everywhere. It was, like, in a neighboring city that I found the thing. And and then one time we we went to Tokyo for a day because I stayed in a little a little town uh, and we just went into Tokyo for like a while and then and then left. Um, but when we were like in between Tokyo and the other place, we were at this train station, and I was like, "That vending machine has it! That vending machine has it!" And I just ran off of the train like at the stop and almost missed my train trying to get this this beverage. Um, that sounds that's great. That sounds like a very anime thing to do but all of their very in your mouth all of their beverage machines have both cold and hot drinks shut up well not mm-hmm. all of them but most of them was it wait was the pancake one a hot drink yeah what yeah the pancake one was in the hot section Unreal. like they, they would be labeled whether they were going to be a hot drink or a cold drink and they come out like it's really bizarre like as an american anyway to to put money into a machine and have like a hot can roll out <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it was delightful occasionally there was a hot peach drink that i had that i really loved and and the same thing with convenience stores because i think the hot peach drink that i got was actually at a 7-eleven there's a hot drink, yeah they have like, like a separate little like section yeah well, not fridge but like hot box i guess yeah wow weird so weird yeah you have to like not be afraid to try things like just try absolutely anything that looks mildly mm-hmm. interesting to you because you'll probably be delighted yeah and the yeah. vending machines everywhere are like super convenient. As just found out. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what what advice would you give to anybody who's sorry? I I I guess I'll, I'll if if you have any advice to to give to anybody as far as attempting a Japanese trip, you've given a little bit like any additional advice, but then we can also come back to that because you were about to say something. So. Oh yeah. Uh, well, no, I was just going to say uh, I thought of the other thing in terms of like the the gender things. Um, if you didn't know, uh, subway groping is still a thing uh, that happens in Japan. 
so we would be in subways and there would be little like signs that, like no groping signs basically is what we thought they were i love that like, they need to show... be told yeah <laughs> yeah there's also don't uh, talk on your cell phone signs everywhere like yep huh. Um, but I guess it's so much of a thing that there's also like women only cars during rush hour. Uh, so you go up and like, it'll be like this pink flowered car and only women are allowed to go into it. Um, and then also, uh, other interesting fact that I learned was, uh, like upskirt cameras are also still a thing. Um, or people will take it with their cell phones. So in some of the train stations, there were like little war- warnings, Saying, like, beware of upskirt cameras. Uh, like, look behind you. And then and there's, like, the upskirt cafe, which completely yeah, <laughs> sends just, the yeah, other like, message wait, there. Right. Mixed signals. Is this okay? Is it not okay? Um, uh, but, yeah. And so it's also um, illegal in Japan to not have a, uh, like, camera, uh, like, lens noise uh, on your oh, cell phone. Oh, yep, yep. For a while, I uh, feel like that was a thing here, but then all of a sudden, after a while, we're, we're able to turn off wasn't. the noise again. Yeah, I don't understand what happened there, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because um, I put a Japanese SIM card in while I was there, and so all of a sudden, my like the the shutter sound came back on, and I was so confused, and I was getting so annoyed because I'd be in these like nice Zen gardens, and it would just be this annoying like little plink plink Yeah, and I was just like, turn off! How do I turn you off? Yeah, and then I came back and the sound was off again. So, huh. real thing. They don't let you turn off your shutter, shutter I guess sound. It's just not a problem here. Cuz like, yeah. It's man, I I you know, you think we have problems here and then you realize that maybe we don't. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just not as bad cuz like that's that's a weird that's a mass social malfunction that there's like these these dudes who are I I don't know, like obsessed with pervy pursuits to the extent that everyone has to be constantly warned about it and cell phone companies have to change their practices due to it and that's pretty insane i mean i've heard i've heard of that you know this is not news to me but it's it's kind of funny to be reminded of it to to this degree and like how much how much of a problem it really is which is very, if you caught any of them doing it chances are they would just like get afraid and, and run away though <laughs> yeah. uh, and and blood would come out their nose and they'd fall backwards and you just see their feet <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> right. <laughs> yeah it's the cloud of dust as they run away <laughs> but did you feel safe there the whole time because like i felt absolutely no threat whatsoever from anything yep. yeah that's absolutely. that's like, one of the coolest safe. things is you can be in a, a city that's just hugely populated people all around you and and you just don't feel the threat that you feel here huh yeah and super clean too like i mean so what was really interesting is like there's no garbage cans on the street like at all in tokyo like we would be carrying trash around or like empty water bottles for just miles because we'd be like, where is there a trash can? I would like a trash can, please. But no litter or anything on the ground at all. I don't remember what I did with mine. <laughs> That's not a thing that my memory has, has held. Yeah, it was mainly just like walking walking around in the city. So like all of the vending machines usually had like a little drink bottle, like recycling thing. But if you were eating something on the go and had like actual garbage, it what you I couldn't really find one unless we got to a train station um, or a metro stop or something. Um, I think because people don't really eat on the go there. They don't like eat and walk. They just sit at a place, eat, 
throw away their garbage there and then go on to their next destination. Hmm. That is not a problem I remember dealing with. But then again, I was in a small small town most of the time, so maybe there were places to put things there. I don't I have no idea. That's interesting though. Any other highlights? Um, went to a baseball game, which is completely different than going to a baseball game here. Um, the fans are super noisy and rowdy and like cheer the whole time. And one had like a brass band with them. Um, I don't know if they were technically with the team or like if they in were the just fans. Yeah. In the stands. <laughs> so they just like were playing these songs and they all had these like chants and songs for when their team were at bat and they, it was just really rowdy and fun. Um, and the beer delivery system was rather uh, interesting in that there were just these tiny little girls who had kegs strapped to their backs and they literally <laughs> ran up and down the aisles during the whole game and just poured and sold beer from there. Huh. Wow. Okay. That's some donkey sounds like a, shit right sounds there. Sounds like a back problem waiting to happen. <laughs> True. Yeah. And stare and like they're in like at some point they're just like dripping sweat because like they've been running up and down stairs the whole game, but they were they were pretty impressive. Now if they drip sweat in your beer, that's probably that. a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, you're very lucky. <laughs> very, very hot today. You. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that the trip i think that's that's the main the main highlights of the trip i would say cool good trip <laughs> uh yeah. so, so is there, is there next fall. any advice you would give to anybody attempting such a thing any any additional advice i mean honestly if you have the luxury i would say don't plan for any less than two weeks uh because i just don't think you will feel like you've had enough time at all yeah Um, one week is definitely not enough time like you yeah you just start to get the hang of things after about a week okay and it's just um yeah so i think in the planning um i think kyoto is absolutely a must to go to um uh, they call it the place where the japanese go to learn about their culture um there's just tons of temples and shrines and it's very traditional and and very interesting and very cool i went to uh nico for that which is a temple city further north oh yeah that has the hear no evil see no evil speak no evil monkeys the original Mm -hmm. ones huh neat yeah but the fun thing uh about that was i showed up after like it was starting to get dark and they closed everything (laughs) so we took a trip to the city and everything was pretty much closed, so uh, we walked around this temple city in the dark, and it was kind of amazing because you know you couldn't see that well, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, "Boom!" There's a gigantic stone archway, you know, <laughs> like catch any it was, pose. It was a unique experience. No, I didn't see any. <laughs> I, did, I did not. <laughs> I've actually well, cool. wanted to do a thing of like touring in the dark because i do i think it's really cool and it's like a whole different experience to see things like i did washington dc at night and i i feel like it's way better than touring washington dc in the day 
because DC just... at, n- at night is really beautiful, especially the uh, when you can get into sort of the monument spaces. Yeah, See, I wouldn't want to do that unless I was armed, though. It's mm. it's not. It, there's parts of DC that are very bad, but it's not that bad. Okay. Um, and one of my favorite memories of being in another city in in the dark was um, uh, Brighton in the UK. Um, they've got the, the famous Brighton Pier, but I went there at the first time during the dead of winter. So the pier, um, the the parts with the arcade machines and the slot machines and so on, that was still open. But all the funfair stuff, it uh, because it was freezing out, because it's on the ocean and, and all that, it was all shut down. But you could still go out there. There were no restrictions whatsoever. It was like being in an abandoned. Well, it was it was being in an abandoned theme park at night. <laughs> it was. It, and there was there was just no lights whatsoever. The only lights were coming from like what once you're all the way out there is like the distant arcade lights. So it has this really great creepy vibe to it. And there's no one else out there except for other people maybe you know being hmm. being meddling teens and whatnot. But that was good. It's always good to do weird shit in in the dark. <laughs> Did you know that uh, all the programming on the Nerdy Show Network is entirely listener supported? You won't be funding. Uh, you know, fantastic voyages like uh, Jessica's trip to Japan, but you will be funding our continued existence and sometimes us buying uh, fancy Doritos from Japan, such as these. Uh, there's some kind of uh, some kind of spicy taco flavor. I'm, I'm really excited to try these out in a forthcoming episode of Dungeons and Doritos, our uh, tabletop role playing podcast. Um, but we entirely rely on your contributions. So if you go to nerdyshow.com slash support, you can find every potential avenue for that, including ones that don't involve money. But here's a quick rundown. You can give us a one-time donation. You can shop on Amazon via our links in anything you buy, including stuff we mentioned on this episode, uh, what of it we can find, <laughs> that, that it's on Amazon. Um, or everyday household items. Yeah, that's true. Like Ecto Cooler, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. So much Ecto Cooler. <laughs> Which is a, a necessity. And if you don't own any of it, you probably should score a pack. If you have Amazon Prime, because that's currently, as of this episode's recording, what is required of you. But you could also just buy a mop. That's a household product. You Why could not? buy a mop. Yeah. You could buy a mop. Clean up all of your problems. <laughs> Some problems don't wash away, but the ones that can, you will mop them mop right up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, anything you buy on Amazon via our links helps support the Nerdy Show Network. And also, perhaps most importantly, you can subscribe to us on Patreon, where we'll give you all kinds of cool bonus features. In fact, um, some of them include even a dollar will get you early releases of all of our shows across the network. Probably the show that's most commonly early is Wicked Anime, our main source for uh, Japanese culture here on the Nerdy Show Network. So if you haven't ever checked them out and you enjoyed this episode, you probably should check out Wicked Anime. And... If you like getting things early, you should subscribe to us on Patreon because you'll get Wicked Anime several days early most times. Um, also, you can rate and review us on iTunes, and that costs absolutely nothing. They will make you jump through a lot of hoops processing your credit card information, but you don't won't actually get charged anything. And for all those hoops, you'll be able to freely tell Nerdy Show that you like us a lot. Give us a five-star rating, maybe leave a review, and if you leave a review, we'll read it on an episode. You have nothing to lose. Just a little bit of time, and we'll be very, very appreciative. <laughs> so we hope you do that stuff. Because, very, very appreciative. Oh yeah, super appreciative. Very. I mean, basically, it's it's carte blanche for you to say something real weird and for us to repeat it here on the air and potentially provide color commentary if it warrants discussion. So that's maybe a challenge to you. Could yeah, be. yeah. You could find a new way to complain about Derpy Show not being around. That that's a thing that people do. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's real popular these days to complain about yeah. how the, uh, the lack of derpy show. Yeah, it so. seems seems to be the thing. So you could do that. It's an option. Complain about the lack of some of the other programs as well. We're listening. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you should do that. And if you are doing that, thank you very very much. Well, I guess I guess that's the show. So uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on a regular episode of Nerdy Show. Where we'll talk about the latest news and so on. Lots of uh, lots of big news from E3. Lots of exciting stuff that. We're pretty excited to talk about. Uh, Taking us out is a track by Heaven Pegasus with uh, special guest Andy Hegedus. Um, What? Well, it's uh, that's a a tongue twister, right there. It is a bit of a tongue twister. See, Heaven Pegasus' uh, actual last name is Hegedus, and uh, this is their sister, Andy Hegedus. So, Heaven Pegasus, Andy Hegedus. What? Yeah, one and the same, but different. All right. Well, let's just listen to that then. Um, yeah. So this 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 is a song the two of us are always forgetting. Uh, what I have forgotten about it is which anime this is from. But this is from Heaven's um, record that they did under under the uh, moniker Mouth's Cradle, where they took songs from anime and tr- made their own translations into English. Um, it's pretty fantastic. I'll link to an episode that we did uh, interviewing them. Uh, and uh, this is actually a pretty rare song now. For reasons I don't know, that entire record has disappeared off the internet. I don't know if it was rights or what, but we're going to play this right now. <laughs> so it's a great track. The two of us are always forgetting by Heaven Pegasus and Andy Hegedus. is like a comedy a carnival so
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows in the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com, and be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.